0: Hey everyone, James Labrie from Dream Theater, and you're listening to
1: or watching the podcast Talking Into Infinity with JT and Brian. Enjoy this. These guys are extremely informative. I love their dialogue. I love their interpretation of the songs, who and what we are, what we were going after. They're very uh, accurate. In their uh, interpretations and descriptions and uh, just i just think this is a great show and these guys are doing a a stand-up stellar job so once again enjoy talking into infinity with jt and brian
0: what's up guys welcome to a breaking news special edition of talking into infinity uh mike portnoy is back in dream theater let's not even beat around the bush brian is going to be logging in here in a second but uh the news just hit dreamtheater.net, the official website of the band uh just a minute ago actually um so yeah portnoy is back wow this is uh pretty crazy news man um Obviously, people have been talking about this uh, for years and years. A lot of fans hoping this would be the case. Um, wow. <laughs> uh, the, the, this was definitely kept under wraps, man, because nobody really saw this coming for sure. Um, pulling back the curtain just a little bit. I um, I kind of wondered about something being potentially in the works. Um when I was booking the interview with Mangini because the publicist, you know, pulling back the curtain was very, very adamant that we not ask a single dream theater question. So that's not normally the case when you do interviews like that. It's, you know, you can ask like one question, you know, if, if it veers off and if you're doing a, an interview with a guy about a solo project, and it happens to veer off into the realm of the actual, you know, the, the the main band. It's not a problem. This time it was no. Don't ask anything. Dream Theater. No, absolutely none. Which was kind of like, okay, what the hell's that about? So, um, it was very interesting. So I, I that that kind of led me to kind of question things a little bit. So, um, well, Brian, uh, this is definitely the craziest, uh, craziest thing we've had to talk about on the show <laughs> ever. Um. Dude, you like totally called this. Well, I was just that saying was like really bizarre. <laughs> like well, really, like, really, really bizarre. Well, as I was <laughs> brain nice, <laughs> nice spelling there, buddy. Um, nice spelling on your name. Um But yeah, I was I was saying, like, you know, the publicists when you when you book an interview, they don't normally mind if you know if it's for a solo project. They don't mind if it veers into the territory of asking a question or two about the main band. But this publicist was really he was really like, no, whatever you do, like just absolutely no Dream Theater questions. And I was kind of like, well, what the hell is up with that? Um. So, yeah, that was interesting. Um, that being said, I mean, if you know, I I had I was wondering about it, but I I didn't think it would be with you know less than a week from <laughs> when we talked to Mike Mangini that, you know, that's that's pretty crazy. I know. Um,
1: yeah, not even that's what I was saying. Not even a week. I was like. I don't know. Mate. I feel like you should buy a lottery ticket or something. <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, uh, not, not, not to make light of Mangini losing his drumming job, but wow. Yeah. Man, the fact that you were like that dead on and it's six days later, I,
0: I well, don't know. Well, I can't really. I, dude, I, I don't want to take credit say, I knew this was happening. like no, Because it's, no. that's not the case. It was just a guess. But I mean, it just seemed weird to me. It's really it bizarre, ju- though. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Kale McLeish tuning in. Uh, he says, hold up. Did you have the last interview with Mangini before he was officially out? Um, maybe I i don't I don't know. I don't I don't know if that's really a feather in our cap. Really. <laughs> I, I mean know. I doubt it. He's been um,
1: promoting this thing nonstop. So yeah. Uh
0: David Condren, good to see you, man. He says, I never saw this coming. I'm totally shocked. Disbelief. Wow. Uh Mike Lamania, good to see you, man. He says the impossible happened. Yeah. Yeah. This is um wow. I'm supposed to be working. Put it that way. My I, we are in the busiest busiest part of our, our whole work schedule, and I'm down here podcasting. So, that's <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> um, yeah the, the the benefits of working from home. So, uh, yeah, this is pretty crazy. Well, let's let's read this press release here because um, it's official on the website. And, and it was interesting because I was wondering about stuff, and I I, I happen to be looking. Um, Roninho Batista says, sh- uh, good to see you, May. says, shock. This is really unexpected. What shocking news? No hints or anything from DT. Um, Kale, I'm going to ban you from the chat if this happens. He says, hmm, Repentance might be played next to her. You shut up with that. I don't even bring it. <laughs> I don't even want to hear it. Um, yeah, it was funny because I was actually looking up some stuff this morning. And about five minutes to 10, I went on the Dream Theater website. I, I'd been on there earlier. And I went back to it to look for something, and the all of, it was the the site was gone, and it was like the it was like the the admin login. I was like, "What the hell is going on here?" And then, so I, I refreshed a few times, and all of a sudden, one time I refreshed, the the you know the news release came up. Um, you know, for the, those of you guys, like you know, in the chat and everything. I mean, this is this is official. Um, so you know, this is, this is, this is crazy, man. So, you know, here we go. I mean, it's, you know, bring this up on the screen so everybody knows that this is the real deal. This is from dream theaters website, dream theater announced the return of drummer Mike Portnoy. So there it is. It's, this is, this is legit. Um, Wow. So here we go. I, I wonder how fans are going to react to this, man. This, this is, this is, this is pretty interesting because everybody's, so many people have talked about this for so long, but I mean,
1: Oh, I think it's going to be 99.999% positive. You know, <laughs> I don't think there's going to be too many. There's not going to be too many. are like, all right, I'm done with the band. They brought back Portnoy. I just, I yeah. don't see that's that <laughs> dude. That's, that's absolutely not happening because the opposite happened before when he yeah, out. And so you, if anything, you're going to be getting those people back.
0: Wow. This is crazy, man. Yeah, there's a whole big, long press release. Okay. Um, Grammy-winning Progressive Music Titans Dream Theater are announcing the return of drummer Mike Portnoy to the group. Portnoy will reunite with guitarist John Petrucci and bassist John Mayung. The trio formed the band at the Berklee College of Music in 1985, along with longtime members, vocalist James Labrie, and keyboardist Jordan Rudis. Dream Theater will be going into the studio to begin working on their 16th studio album and the first with Portnoy since 2009's Black Clouds and Silver Linings. Ooh, statement from Mike Mangini here. I understand Dream Theater's decision to get Mike Portnoy back at this time, states Mike Mangini. As was said from day one, my place was not to fill all the roles that Mike held in the band. I was to play the drums in order to help the band carry on. My main role of keeping our live show working tightly on a nightly basis was an intense and rewarding experience. Thankfully, I got to experience playing music with these iconic musicians, as well as some fun times laced with humor. I also really enjoyed spending lots of time with the crew, And then there's the Grammy win, which was amazingly satisfying. To the fans, thank you so much for being amazing to me. I cherish the pictures I have of all of you losing your minds and having fun. Finally, I really love the band, crew, and management and wish them and the entire organization all the best. Uh, Mike Mangini's drumming is otherworldly and I'm extremely grateful for the time he spent with us in Dream Theater. I'm very proud of all the amazing music we made together that culminated in our first Grammy win last year and the countless magical moments that we've shared on the stage over the past 13 years. I wish him all the best of success in his future musical endeavors, explains John Petrucci. I'm incredibly excited to welcome Mike Portnoy back into Dream Theater. As an original founding member, longtime friend, and incredibly talented and creative drummer, I know that his return will bring a renewed spirit, passion, and energy into Dream Theater that all of us, including our fans, will joyfully welcome. I can't wait to roll up our sleeves and get back into the studio together. It's great to be back true to form with our original drummer, Mike Portnoy. We started playing together as majesty. Okay. Okay. So it's it's, they, they all, they all said something. Okay. Uh, okay. There's a statement from each of the guys. All right. Here's Portnoy. I am overwhelmed with joy to be returning home and reuniting with my brothers. There is so much shared history between us all. So many memories, so much music to think we're coming up on 40 years since this journey began. The idea of creating new music together is so exciting, and I absolutely cannot wait to hit the road and get to play live for a whole new generation of fans that weren't ever able to see this lineup before. There's no place like home, exclaims Mike Portnoy. Wow. Well, and that, that answers the question. I, I was I was kind of wondering if they were going to go like immediately go out on tour, or uh, uh, you know if they were immediately going to go out on tour. If they're if they were going to put a record out, looks like they're going to go into the studio, which is pretty cool. So, man,
1: yeah, Chris Aiken. Well, I guess I called this one, John. Yeah, we got to give
0: Aiken some. Uh points on that one (laughs) yeah that's like i said when that publicist was really adamant about absolutely no dream theater questions you know bo van bibber good to see you man he says uh, i had to wonder when i saw bumblefoot said sons of apollo was done last week yeah there was a lot of stuff bo that like kind of in the last week that came up that was really kind of telling that kind of signaled this so um i still don't know that those two are totally
1: related i mean i could see why if he's doing this he won't have time but i mean like we said they just you know tour wise and for that band to make money was just really difficult in in the today's music climate you know
0: yeah i just you know i I had heard that portnoy was annoyed with it because he he thought it would be bigger than it would be wanted to get on bigger tours and stuff and that's kind of like he didn't want to play bars and that was kind of sure you know the, the impetus there um Johan Alexanderson says, I think this can bring great things for the next record. Yep. Yep. Uh, Dave John, good to see you, man. He says, I missed seeing the original lineup getting into the band at a dramatic turn of events. So this is incredibly exciting. Um, Dave, I, I, w- I will say this like I, I think I was I was a um you know, Chris Aiken, I- interesting. He says, I'd bet anything that this deal was sealed when Portnoy toured with Petrucci that's an interesting take chris because i think that was if i remember right back in february um kale yeah if not liquid tension experiment three um when i saw uh the dream sonic tour i you know mangini looked very disengaged so i mean he was not as usual like pointing at the crowd like getting into it, smiley self. It was really weird. It was like going through the motions in a way. It seems like so, seemed like something was off with him in particular, and so I was kind of wondering. And I, I told you about that, Brian. You know, and um, so I wonder if this was like, hey, that they they knew this a while ago, were just like let's get through the tour and then we'll do an announcement afterwards or something. Um, but
1: well, I wonder too, like. I think Portnoy's mellowed over the years, so I, it's it's hard for me to believe. I mean, he does have I don't want to say a giant ego, but he's very driven. You know, he's he's yeah. a very driven, focused person. So I I'm just curious: did he push it all for this, or or did he? I'm assuming he probably disrespected Mangini was in the band and just kind of waited to see. You know, I don't I don't know.
0: Well, I mean, I don't. It'll be interesting to know what not that we're ever gonna find out the no, real they're story. Not, they're but, not gonna
1: tell us. It's yeah, not gonna I mean, happen, it's,
0: man. It's it's not it's not gonna happen, but I mean we, we can all make our assumptions and whatnot, so you know <laughs> Med Pink is uh, great, now let's do Martin Lopez back to Opeth. <laughs> well, I, I was thinking like Aiken, can we
1: get you know Paul Diano back in our Maiden, or at the very least Blaze Bailey?
0: Okay.
1: You know, let's, get that, let's, get that, let's get that circle nice. completed.
0: Nice. Adam Mitchell says Like Dave, I missed the original lineup as I also got into the band during the, the dramatic turn cycle. I saw them twice with Mangini. I must say, I personally didn't see this coming. Uh, yeah guys if you if you have not seen Portnoy I will say this like I was one of those people that never really noticed the difference too much like between the drumming styles you know a lot of people when Mangini first joined were like oh it's so different and I was like come on it's not that different like they're both incredible players but then I think it took me seeing them seeing Petrucci and Portnoy live on that solo tour to kind of really understand the difference even though I've been seeing Dream Theater since 99 like it's not like I haven't seen the original lineup a ton of times but i think having something to compare it against you know portnoy obviously is more of a front man and whatnot you can that's obvious i think in terms of stage presence but in terms of playing um i mean so you guys will love that by the way if you've never seen portnoy play drums live but in terms of playing mike just had mike portnoy just has more he's got like a rock feel to him that mangini mangini was more of a precision player and I'm telling you what, man. Like, but Portnoy just has this slight, slightly more rock feel. It just adds a bit of depth to things. So, um, it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. You know, Kale, why the hell are you bringing up a shit band when we're talking about Dream Theater? No, we did get Creed back next year. You hate him? I yeah, no one cares. Creed sucks ass. Mike Portnoy's back. Stop that trash. Ugh. Ugh anyway so, so here, here
1: come the blaze bailey defenders <laughs> <laughs> i actually i don't mind his voice at all i just don't like the albums he's on so i, I, I have another friend that's like swears up and down by i think those same two albums and I, I think i went back and listened to them. they're
0: they're not bad but uh what is it the x factor and what's the other one the second uh, one, right? yeah. Well,
1: I'm talking about these solo albums that he's talking about, but uh, yeah, oh uh, I, I
0: why, 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 why? <laughs> Mike Portnoy's back in Dream Theater. We're talking about shitty Blaze Bailey solo albums at Creed. What the fuck is wrong with so you? So the people? second
1: Blaze Bailey album has uh, no. I just, oh. uh, <laughs> God damn it! Yeah, I don't. So now the game is going to be: how many of the Mangini albums are they going to basically say there's no way in hell we're playing any songs from these?
0: Well, that's, yeah, that's interesting. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on them right
1: now. We're not going to get anything from Dramatic Turn of Events. That's the first Mancini album. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to say it right now. I bet we don't get anything from that ever again.
0: I honestly wouldn't be surprised if the only ones they touch are, are uh, Distance Over Time and View From the Top of the World. Yeah. Uh, oh, there we go. Look at that. Chris Aiken. by the way, John, and Brian emailing Portnoy right now. We'll see. Boy, <laughs> would that be the interview to get
1: holy crap oh is he gonna deep dive on Plays bailey too or we or just talk <laughs> about the band
0: nice victor asaya good to see you man he says i almost passed out when i read it yeah this is uh yeah th- this is crazy man I, I i personally i'm glad that they're doing a record first number one from a financial standpoint like i gotta save money like i i'm i'm going to i i think i'm gonna do whatever i can to be at that first show like his first show. Oh back. God! Yeah. Are you
1: kidding? There's no way you're missing that, dude.
0: Well, if I don't have the money to fly somewhere, <laughs> that'd I be, am.
1: that would be great if it's like in Seattle
0: or Sacramento or something. I know, <laughs> I know. Look at, right. <laughs> Man, there we go. Liquid shadows. Is, holy shit balls! It finally happened. <laughs> Kevin Orta. I'm literally shaking. I thought the Dream Theater email I got was a scam. <laughs> I wonder how many. I wonder how many people. I wonder how many people thought that, Kevin. That's that's interesting, you know. Um, yeah, the, I I I'm I'm glad they're doing a record first because I need to save up some money. My my wife is gonna throw an absolute fit. She already every time they tour, and I go, she already says, "Haven't you seen these guys a million times? Why you gotta go see the same show?" Now, not only am I gonna go see it. But I'm gonna buy a plane ticket and a hotel
1: room. And all this other shit. Oh, I'm calling it now. Your minimum three shows on whatever the next tour is.
0: Well, I mean, it'll yeah. probably
1: be five, but I'm guessing at least three. Well,
0: I I can't I I won't do that many, but I will. Oh, dude, I just, you're doing three. I guarantee it. Well, I mean, I'll put if money it's, on that right now. If it's close enough, I mean, shit, dude. I mean, how many of us won't? I mean, come on. It's why, why, why wouldn't you? I, I, I personally, I, what do you? Bump my mic there. What do you think? I I think the first show back is going to be New York City. I would not be surprised if if they started off where they you know where it all started.
1: Maybe not necessarily New York, but they'll get there real quick. It'll be East Coast. Okay, but uh, yeah, probably in the first two weeks or whatever. (laughs)
0: Look at Aiken. Since John is automatically going, I hope it debuts in Brazil or at (laughs) Vakin
1: or over there in Austria, and he and
0: Kale can hang out. Yeah all right so ct photography you'll find on dramatic turns what mike portnoy was last contribution for dream theater last great dream theater album by the way uh portnoy didn't have anything to do with dramatic Turns, actually <laughs> <laughs> no. ct that was that was that was the first mangini record and that was that record was all uh petrucci and rudis so um last great dream <laughs> theater album by the way i would I, w- I would argue that the last uh great dream theater record was the astonishing go ahead and fight me on that but um uh yeah uh, johan alexanderson i'm completely on board with you on this one he, he says if the variable set lists are back then it's definitely worth seeing multiple shows well it looks like i got to get in touch with wayne joiner and see what he knew or what he's working on <laughs> so um wow man so what I, well here's an interesting question this will be like a good one for the chat here um what do you think the first song of the first show back will be i, I my, my guess is metropolis oh wow <laughs> mm.
1: god i don't know maybe, maybe something off of black clouds
0: black clouds
1: that's his last album right
0: yeah so why not what what the hell like like open with a nightmare to remember yeah that'd be cool yeah, that, that'd be good. That'd be good. I don't know. It's a like Shattered Fortress. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, he's crazy enough to
1: do something like that. You know, I wouldn't put it past him.
0: Sean, jo- Sean Jovi says Glass Prison. I'd, I'd be all for that. No, uh, you know, honestly,
1: that's probably, but yeah. I, okay, I'll say something off of Six Degrees. I'll call it right now. I think uh, he's on to something there. Whether or not it's Glass Prison, I don't know, but I'll say Six Degrees something.
0: Okay. Chris Aiken, are you really deep diving a set list a year away, 15 minutes into Portnoy's return? Yes, we have a whole podcast dedicated to the band. What the hell do you think we're going to do? Oh, like a two-minute podcast, you dumbass? Oh, Portnoy's back. Okay, guys, see you later.
1: Yeah, we already killed five minutes talking about Blaze Bailey. (laughs) Exactly. we got to fill up the rest with Dream Theater talk.
0: (laughs) Bob Heard, first song back, Change Your Seasons. Hell yeah, Portnoy's back. Oh, my God, this is crazy. This is crazy, man. I, Oh, so, man.
1: So I was talking to someone about this, and uh, what's always funny about these situations, so we we figured out it's, what, 13, 14 years, basically, since he joined in the announcement. 2010, right? Is that what yeah. we said? mm mm-hmm. So... These kind of things are always funny because the first year or two, it's like, oh, God, there's no way. No, there's no way. You know, I'm important. I'll never come back. You know, you hear that for like two, three, four, five five years. Yeah. And then you don't hear like really anything about it. It all kind of calms down. You know, and then you get to this point. And you're like, yeah, it was it was it was probably always going to happen. I mean, it, it's just to, to sit there and think that it wasn't is, I don't know, pretty naive, I guess.
0: Well, I, I don't know it's it's hard to talk about because i mean it's i I guess certain things like i said you could you could see that it was a potential like you know the writing was on the wall i guess in certain ways um you know i didn't see official numbers but people were reporting that concert attendance was down and stuff like that like i mean that that's that's going to be the question is this you know is this a is this a friendship move or is this a let's keep you know let's revive the career move i mean is it i mean it's or i mean it could it could obviously it's both in some respects but you got you got to wonder like was everything still going fine and there's like you know what man Miss Mike Portnoy, and it doesn't really, the business wasn't affected. I mean, it'll be interesting to see if anything like that ever comes out. Like,
1: I think it was kind of like that press release. I forgot how it was worded, but I think it's something like complete the legacy. You know, it's it's sort of along those lines. You know, it's jump jumpstart the last part of their career, complete the legacy. I mean, you know, none of these guys are getting any younger, so they probably yeah. figure the last five to ten years that this entity is going to exist or whatever. Let's bring back, you know yeah who kind of was you
0: know instrumental in the whole career right yeah. <laughs> david condren a change of drummers constitutes a change of seasons <laughs> nice oh god come all the puns Hey, know uh bovan Biber, do you guys think he will have the same equal partnership or will he end up like lombardo or ellison i i it's to me dude i don't know where you stand brian but i think it would have to be a full partner um i i just don't see a guy like portnoy coming in as a hired hired gun um man i
1: yeah i mean i'm assuming mangini was never technically part of the actual band and the royalties and all this and i
0: don't know how any of that stuff works but i'm assuming if if he was it was the smallest share humanly possible yeah i i just i just don't see a guy like portnoy who started the whole damn thing coming in and being like yeah i'll take like this little pp cut like i just don't i i don't know i don't see how that happens i mean uh, he's, he's got got to be a full partner. You would you would assume. I mean, because he, I mean, he's gonna. I mean, if if for no other reason, then he's gonna assume, you know, writing responsibilities again, and you sure. know, all the all the fan stuff, and you know, this that and the other, um, set lists I mean, everything that he does for the band. I mean, you have to assume it. You know, he's not coming back, and 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 John and Jordan are like, okay, Mike. Well, now he, we run things now, so you just sit there. We'll tell you what's going on. <laughs> like that's no. that is not you know. That is not, goof. I don't know, man. Uh, Percy Roble says, we'll finally have the best of times live. Um, could be. I, I I can't say I'm overly excited for that song, but I mean, it'd be interesting because we've never seen it. Yeah, let's leave sticks out of this. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, Aiken says, it's a money move. You've told me tons of times they're playing smaller and smaller crowds. Yeah, it has, it has gotten a little bit less as time has, has moved on. Um. Yeah, I mean, I I could see it being both. I ju- I just wonder that even with you know the venues getting a little bit smaller, um, was I would have to assume the band is still financially viable. I mean, they built their own HQ for Christ's sakes, so that's got to take some amount of money, um, that they had somewhere. So that that, you know, uh, boy, good luck pronouncing this name. If I if I butcher your name, dude, I'm sorry. Josox uh, Atlantes. Says it will be a pleasure to hear war inside my head with Portnoy's voice. Yeah, yep, hell yeah. I'll take that. Um awake to LFG T Aaron. <laughs> nice. Um, David Condren, this is a good one. I just hope the relationship between Labrie and Portnoy remains good. I feel that Labrie became a better frontman with Mangini behind the kit. Just my thought. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that, David. Um I thought the same thing. Um it it'll be interesting because I think if James is still doing his crazy frontman thing, I wonder if it, you know, will notice it as much because Portnoy is such a frontman in and of, you know, it you know himself. He's such a he's such a great frontman, so um that will that'll be really interesting. So um I don't know, man. What what are like, what are what are your thoughts on this like what what do you think this means for the future of the band i've i've got a couple thoughts on this
1: well actually i'm gonna read this press release from my young okay okay that was it um, <laughs> no he's actually in there <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my gosh that was yeah. it there's
0: actually nothing on there <laughs> just, <laughs> they no just wrote wrote it for him
1: um yeah I, what was your question again what do you What well, do you about think
0: about Well, no. What What do you think this like is? What do you think this means for the future of the band? What What kind of direction do you think this takes? And you know, like, where do you think they go from I, here?
1: I have an interesting. Um, this isn't an episode, but we could like do this over the next however long it takes for the album to come out. I want to try to come up with the album title. <laughs> Good luck with that. No, seriously. Like each episode, we like throw out five. And don't try to be stupid. Like just try to come up with like five. You know what I mean? I think it'd be be kind of fun. Just to just to see if we could come up with something close to what it would be. I have no idea right now, but I bet if we sat down and thought about it, uh, yeah, man. I mean, this is, you know, it's a it's. A, I don't think they sat down and they just look at their accountants and go, "Oh my god, we got to get Portnoy back," because they don't really operate that way. They're too, you know, concerned with the actual artistic um expression all this and that but i mean i think they just they just thought you know what okay we've done this thing with mangini it's been great you know and maybe it's just time for a change you know i mean things you just got to shake things up you know now and then and, and stuff it
0: you know <laughs> okay go ahead <laughs> aiken said the album title is going to be a disengaging twist of sticksmanship. <laughs> It's <laughs> I mean,
1: the fact that we we all know Portnoy was writing the set list and he was handing Mancini drumsticks that said Mike Portnoy on them. So we probably shut have up. thought this was
0: coming. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I, it's, dude, it's, it's, um, Logan Brandigan. good to see you. Thanks for tuning in, man. He says, huge news for everyone. I'm looking forward to seeing and hearing his writing and drumming in the band. Rich Wilson. Oh, it's our buddy Rich. What's up, man? Good to see you, dude. Um, we should have had Rich on, man. In fact, Rich, if you if you want, I could I should shoot you an email real fast if you want to jump on. Um, yeah, uh, Rich has 100 percent the right decision on every level, musical and financial. Uh, yeah, that's that 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 see that's that's what I'm thinking too, Rich. It's just I mean I love I love the Mangini stuff. Don't get me wrong, I've I've enjoyed. It. I mean you know a couple of them are my favorite records, but I I, I think that the output like the quality never really dipped. You know, um, like you see in some of these other bands where you lose a member, like, let's face it. I mean, you mentioned Iron Maiden earlier. The, the two Blaze Bailey records weren't great. let I me, mean, you know, but um, yeah, for me, dude, I, I'm, I wonder what they're going to do in terms of the writing, because, you know, James Labrie did that interview recently where he's like, yeah, I can't do a lot of the older stuff anymore. You know, so he's, you know, accommodating his, you know, old, older voice for that stuff. So I mean, and we already heard it on A View from the Top of the World, where he's you know kind of singing in that easier register for himself, so he can nail the stuff live. And now that he's got Portnoy back to do a lot of stuff, I mean, are we going to get Portnoy actually singing more? Are we going to get you know, for lack of a better term, like a bunch of the Cookie Monster vocals that that a segment of the fan base complained about? Like, um, it's that's it's going to be it's going to be interesting. I like um, this one
1: here, T Aharon. A plot twist set in seven eight. I'm actually writing. I'm keeping <laughs> track of all these. We should put them on the on the uh, on the page. So I think it'll be fun to keep track of these and see what we come up with.
0: That is hilarious. That is hilarious. Um. All right. So I'm doing this right now. This is live. So bear with me here. Um. All right. So Rich Wilson, if you would like to jump on, uh, I just emailed you the link to the show so if you'd like to jump on camera with us and give us your thoughts rich uh feel free to click the link and we'll, it'll throw you into the into the green room so um yeah you're more than welcome to jump on we'd love to hear your thoughts on this so yeah this is definitely crazy man I, I i really wonder like what this is going to do to the writing um you know a lot of people are mentioning in the comments about the return of live uh harmony vocals so that that's going to be interesting to hear that. Um, Again, I, I I just think I just think Portnoy brings an extra <clears throat> something to the the writing aspect of things. Um, you know how do how do they choose set lists now? You know, as 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 everybody said, are they going to do the you know stick to one set list thing like they've been doing, or are they going to go back to rotating? Uh, God, it would be amazing to be a fly on the wall for these discussions that they must have had to. You know because it's not just like ah you know what let's you know here we go let's do this um <clears throat> I, I i can't i can't address this because we got a lot of people asking this um jeff uh pazoka hopefully i'm pronouncing that correct uh he says i just hope they didn't boot mangini out of the band um i i have to say <clears throat> sorry it's early in the morning here um I I have to I have to assume that this was a hey hey Mike we really appreciate your contributions Mike Mangini but we you know we're gonna we're gonna bring Portnoy back I I I have a very hard time thinking that Mangini would step down because it seems to me like wouldn't wouldn't he announce that like wouldn't he say hey I'm stepping down from Dream Theater wouldn't they let him make that announcement on his own and say hey I'm leaving and then they go okay well yes. you know. i I mean this
1: this you know it it is it is sort of being it it is sort of being booted out of the band but it's not for any other reason other than look we've got one of the most influential metal drummers in history and you know progressive rock drummers in history and he's formed the band and this is we're just going to go back to this so yeah i mean it it is kind of being booted but it's not like hey we're kicking you out of the curb because you suck you know what i mean
0: yeah, and Al- Alex Neal nails it. I mean, you know, the opening statement, I understand Dream Theater's decision to get Mike Portnoy back at this time, which sounds quite formal and sad to me. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, this was Mangini's dream gig, you know, other than, you know, if he could have probably, if, if, you know, <laughs> Rush ever decided to reform or something, which we know
0: isn't going to happen. but uh, Yeah. Oh, here, here we go. We've got Rich Wilson. Yeah. All right, sorry sorry to throw it to you at such short notice, there, man. But I saw it was like <laughs> sure, no problem. Uh, all right, so rich Rich is getting ready here, but um, yeah. So Chris Aiken, he says uh, they booted him. Pull the curtain back, John. He did not mention Dream Theater one time during an hour long interview. Not the name or one guy's name. He's bitter. Um, all right, yeah, that's that's very true, very true, Chris um oh yeah i'm
1: sure he's not happy about
0: it but yeah you know
1: i mean it wasn't like we got to kick him out and then figure when well, then then we'll try to figure out who we can get back oh, <laughs> yeah. or who we can get the drum you know
0: yeah hey quick call peter will <laughs> do <laughs> right. uh, all right we got you there rich yeah can you hear me i can hear you so man
2: what, what did you have any inkling that this was coming at all or i didn't know it was coming, but it doesn't surprise me i think it's you just feel it's been coming for a while and it's completely the right decision really. Uh, wow. So yeah, I mean, it's going to split, split the fan base again, but I think it's great. Yeah. So
0: it's, I, it, it was funny. Cause just this morning I was looking at some stuff. Cause I, I was thinking about this before I logged on to work and I saw some message boards taking polls of like, what would you say if, you know, and it was literally from October 15th. It was like eight days ago or whatever, or 10 days ago, whatever it was. And, I I thought it would be overwhelmingly. Oh my God, this is great! And there were some people that really didn't want anything to do with this. They were like, "Oh, I would hate it." You know, it's I don't want them firing Mangini to get Portnoy back. It's like, wow, okay. I I thought this would be like universally accepted.
2: Yeah, I I I think there's there's always been. You go on the forums and things. There's always a, you know, Mangini versus Portnoy debate, isn't that which never seems to go (laughs) away? But I think he just brings (laughs) more. He just brings more to it than. And Jeannie, great drummer, but dream dream theatre without Portnoy for me is like a who without Keith Moon. He's like important <laughs> um, you know, in terms of arranging abilities, what he brings to them live, personality, just I think it's I I don't know, it's 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 warranted. I think musically it'll it'll everything will hopefully sharpen up again and we'll see where it goes. Um but it's interesting what you're saying about James there as to how Things will fit in with him, but that's that's the only query I've got, really. But,
0: yeah, I mean, it's with with James saying that he's not able to do some of the older stuff like he used to. Yeah, it's, that's that's going to be an interesting thing. I mean, I, writing wise, I mean, they already started writing around that with the with the latest record, but I wonder how much more vocal involvement you know Portnoy's going to have. I mean, what do you guys think? I, it's it that's that's going to be interesting to me.
2: Yeah, I think. Uh, so. I mean, I think. Yeah, his he's, he's backing vocals are very distinctive in the in, in the same way that Chris Squire's vocals were distinctive to Yes. So mm-hmm. that'll bring a lot to to the to the party. I think it's just um, obviously James has been getting a bit of a criticism for some of his live performances, and you know the the, the Dream Theater they're never going to get rid of James Labrie. That's just not going to happen. And I think potentially. You see on forums people saying that they've stopped going to see Dream Theater because of some of the vocals live, and I think obviously they must have had an unlucky show because some some nights he's been killing it, and obviously some nights not quite so hot. But if they're not going to get rid of James LeBrie, then what do you do to sort of change things up and then bring in Mike back to the obvious the obvious choice for me.
0: Yeah, I, this is. I mean, like you like you said, Rich, I mean, people have been clamoring for this for a while. There's a large segment, a very vocal segment of the fan base that have been, hey, you know, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this. Like, but I, I have to admit, like, I didn't think that this is something that would ever happen. I, I didn't think I would ever see it. I mean, it's, you wonder, but I I just, they're just the kind of guys that are like, they're dedicated and, and they don't, yeah. you know, it's wow <laughs> this
2: is... well, I think the only thing you you do think is obviously what before he left he was kind of he was in charge of a lot of things so that you know set lists and pulling out let's cover and i made now been full you know and these sort of things and obviously very vocal in the studio in terms of arrangements and then you kind of wonder is he coming back more of as a drummer or will he be able to get involved in that those aspects again so it's yeah i'll be interesting to see how that works out um because obviously things changed a lot when he left in terms of other members of the band taking on different different things and uh yeah so whether i don't know it'd be interesting to see how it uh how it pans out really on that in terms of you know arrangements and controlling things i suppose
1: yeah well not, well not only that but like just the technology and the consumption of music you know with social media and, and albums yeah. and all that it's really since it's been 13 years it's just nowhere near what it was even back then i think album sales are still you know probably at least fairly decent nowhere near what they are now in terms of all artists but so the billion dollar question rich have you already started working on the new abridged version (laughs) you've got your notepad there just admit it (laughs) right (laughs) third Third
2: edition edition. i think the last one was probably 2010 so there's a lot of yeah, there's thirteen years of stuff to catch up on. So yeah, that's that's. Who knows? Maybe at some point, but that's yeah, that's on. That's a big job. So uh, not yet, but nice. Yeah, I it just popped up on, like I said, on the Facebook feed. I had no clue it was happening, but it's. So it's kind of shocking a little bit, but yeah, yeah, not. it's More unexpected, I suppose, in terms of timing, than it actually happening at some point. So
0: yeah. well, well I mean. I don't know if you were on it at the time we discussed it but right right off the top I you know I, I was talking about the fact that you know when I interviewed Mike Mangini last week you know the publicist was busy saying <clears throat> absolutely no dream theater questions and right. yeah and we were like okay and I was told you know by my buddy Aiken who set it up I was like is that normal he says yeah you know they'll they'll tell you that if it's like you know they're working on a solo thing but and I thought okay that's still okay and then you know but the guy in subsequent emails was really adamant about it. Like absolutely no dream theater questions. And that, that at that point, you know, it was like, man, that's, that sounds kind of weird. Like why wouldn't you want to, you know, cater to that fan base for your solo record? And so, you know, and, and other things like, you know, I mean, it, and I, I guess if we look at, at things that have happened throughout the last like 10 months or however long it's been and in, in even recent things, like it, it, I guess it kind of adds up because, you know, with, uh-huh. with you know, the, the John Petrucci solo album and tour, um, you know, Bumblefoot saying Sons of Apollo's never happening again, basically. And then, you know, the thing that I got with this email and all these different things, like it's, and, and I, it, it's, it's, man, I, I guess we yeah. should have seen it coming in a way, maybe, I, I guess, but. You know what's, what's comical to me is we've had
1: all of these people from Dream Theater on here, and not one of them other than Jordan Rudess has talked about Dream Theater. Yeah, that's so true. We, so we had James on to talk completely about his solo, which was fine. That was great. We did a track by yeah. track. And Mangini, who talked about his two singles. We had Derek Sheridian on, and that was a hard no as far as we weren't allowed to talk about Dream yep. Theater either. So maybe if, if somehow Aiken could hook us up with Portnoy, we could talk about Dream Theater, even though he hasn't been in the band in thirteen years. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm sure he put I'm sure we the sort of thing he'd do. Um but he, he he had taken a step back from doing a lot of interviews over the last few years just because, you know, the blabbermouth of this world would just take three words out of context and turn it into clickbaits and it gets a bit bit tiring that. So uh, Yeah. Yeah. But um it's a shame for Mike Mangini, of course, as well. He's um, fantastic drummer, really nice guy as well. But you know, he probably at the back of his mind, he was probably always felt that this might happen. Um, so, yeah. Yeah,
0: I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think for me, it reached a certain point where it got. You know, once it's past like a decade and all this, you're kind of thinking, okay. Mm. Like I, I thought it might have been like you know, like like the you know, God, apparently this is the compare everything to Blaze Bailey episode, but. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, like Blaze Bailey, they did two records and it was like, nah, eh, no, let's get the other guy back. Same thing with Judas Priest and Ripper Owens are like, eh, let's- Yeah, it
1: reminds me of the Priest thing more, I think, because, I mean, not that... Dickinson's just as iconic, but, you know, it, it was like, like sort of the the guy whose dream was to ever, t- you know, to be in Priest, you know, and Mangini's dream was probably to be in either Rush or something like Dream Theater, you know, based on his, t- you know, t- and it's like, like you said, it's just at some point you got to realize you know this i'm just kind of keeping the seat warm you know no pun intended since he's a
2: drummer but and it's it's kind of been edging towards this you know if you kind of look at the relationships mike and john and jordan obviously they've kind of got together with well you know the the liquid tension and then john's solo album seems that john my young has always stayed fairly close to mike um Mm -hmm. And then the only one that was outstanding was was James, because obviously their falling out um, was probably deeper than anyone else's, but that got put to bed a few months ago. So in terms of laying the ground for it, then that was all done, you know, months ago to at least then make it feasible. So it's I, I'm quite what the decision process was as to why they decided to get Mike back in. I don't know, but it, it's you know all, all the signs were there, I suppose, that at least it could happen.
0: Yeah, um, so it, it, interesting is interesting fan perspective. I'd like to get your guys' thoughts on this here. Um, Doug McCauley says it took me a long time to get my head around Portnoy quitting. Now all these years later, they kick out the new guy to bring back the guy who turned his back on the band and the fans' betrayal times two. So I, I, I wonder. I mean, so Doug, are you saying that you're not supporting the move? Is it, is this going to be like something like you're pissed off about? Like, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I really wonder. What the what the fan response is going to be? I mean, we talked about it for a brief second when you jumped on, Rich, but that's going to be real interesting because there are some man, I, I you know, you don't hear a lot of them, but they they're out there, the Mangini loyalists, and fans that are pissed off at Portnoy for leaving back in 2010.
2: Yeah, you, you can get that, and that's that's understandable. Um, I think they'll they'll bring back more fans than they'll lose. So I don't you know if you look at the sort of types of venues at the plate they? now. When Mike left, they were just on the verge of playing arenas, really. Um, uh, indoor arenas, so uh, I don't, in terms of venue sizes, now they've kind of dropped down a couple of you know, maybe a rung to sort of theaters. Um, but I think the next tour they'll be back up there. I think you know, they'll need larger venues because people will, will come out to see Mike back with the band. Um, so yeah, it's, I can understand you know there were a lot of people hacked off with Mike when he did leave and, you know, which is, which is fair enough. But, um, yeah, I think him porting coming back into the band will make a, a big difference to the music and how many people go and see him live. Cause and I said before, there were people on Facebook saying, that, you know, they've seen the band, they're not going to bother again. And they needed to do something to address that. Yeah. Uh, cause it is a business at the end of the day, as well as a, you know, a, a, a band of musicians. It's There's a business element to it, which you've probably always got to, you know, bear in mind. I'm not saying it's a cynical move at all, but uh, I think you make better music potentially. Mike's back in the band. There's an excitement around the band and people will probably buy the album to see what's, you know, what's, what it's all about and, and more people go and see them live.
1: Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know about the whole turning his back on the fans and the band and all that. That's a little... <laughs> that sort of <laughs> yeah. that sort of implies that he d- disrespected his entire catalog and his career and all that and that that's i think that's a little i, I think he got they, he got to a place where he, you know he wanted some time off wanting to do these other projects and they didn't want to do it and it was probably just so many years of these egos colliding and they just needed a break you know and same thing with dream theater they've kind of worn out this cycle of, of whatever and you know time to reinvigorate and why not do it with the guy that helped create this 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 brand and this band you know
2: i think the other thing to remember is when mike Portnoy was with the band there were a lot of special things that he did for the fans and that's what made the band special and you know understandably that that stopped after he left so there were things like fan club cds and you know obviously all the making of albums which have started re-releasing again um and just yeah you know the old playing of a you know covering an album in its entirety that was definitely a mike portnoy thing so how much of that will come back i don't know but at least there's potential you know um for a bit more um looking after the fans a bit more maybe Uh, probably the the wrong way to put it but you know what i mean it's it's something yeah definitely make them a bit more special again
0: well I I even noticed in like the merchandise they were offering I mean, it sounds like a stupid thing but you know since he's been out of the band like their merch store has been pretty bereft of a lot of different things it's pretty much like hey here's here's the new tour shirt and here's some like coffee mugs and stuff that's you know whereas previously there was a pretty wide selection of things and and that really hasn't been the case so mm. You know, um, I mean, Aiken Aiken asks a good question here. Does Portnoy seeing, quote-unquote, the other guy get a Grammy that he never got cause him to have more uh, more want to come back because they were more industry respected without him? It's an interesting question. I mean, they were nominated but never won it, so... That's, you know,
1: well, given you see what actually wins and is nominated for the Grammys <laughs> half the time. I can't, I can't think that he puts a ton of stock into that, but
0: I don't know, man. If you, if, if I mean, seriously, if you could still call yourself a Grammy winner, that's that that's still kind of cool. Well, well,
1: no, it is cool. But you also see the stuff that's in there and wins and you're like, OK, really?
0: You know what I mean? I don't know. I just no. I mean, you're not wrong, but it, it's still, you know, it's it's, it's 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 a feather in the cap of some kind. Um, Now, the, the other question a lot of people are asking right now in the chat is how much. How much of the Mangini material do you think they're going to pull out with Portnoy? Or or is this going to be, you know, Kale McLeish way up in the comments. You mentioned John Frisciani with the Red Hot Chili Peppers where he was like, when he came back, he's like, I'm not playing the stuff I wasn't on. You know, or, you know, somebody mentioned Sammy Hagar with David Lee Roth. Like, he wouldn't do a lot of the Roth stuff. Like, do you think Portnoy's going to do that? Or is he so fan-oriented that he's like, look, those records, yeah, we can pull from those.
2: Uh, I think he's probably been wants to come back to this the band for at least 5 years and i think he'll you know he's he's more than happy to do anything to to get behind that drum you know to get behind that kit again that'd be my take on it
0: yeah that's, that's so, what i would think and yeah. i i i just think he's so i mean you, you talked about it rich like he's so into the whole fan experience of things that to come out there hey i'm back but i'm ignoring five records that yeah. a lot of you guys may have liked i just don't see that man no i don't uh. I th- here here we go this is what i was waiting for wayne good to see you man uh the dream theater's graphic artist wayne joiner says the last two records were masterpieces in my opinion yeah i'm not down with it okay i wondered where you stood wayne because i know we've talked a lot about uh distance over time and view from the top of the world i know you're a huge fan of those so um if they were going to pull from records i think those would be the ones they would do because i think they're the strongest of them um so and we'll have to talk offline wayne that's very interesting but yeah, I I really wonder what they're gonna do with the Mangini side of things.
1: You I, know, what, one one thing I'm noticing: we need to do more podcasts at 10 a.m. on a on a Wednesday. <laughs> because, <laughs> we need, we need, we need to just make up stuff. Yeah. Like Rich, if you can come yeah. up with any like fake headlines, yeah, we'll do every other Wednesday.
2: It's fine, yeah. yeah, Derek's coming <laughs> back. Yeah, I mean, it's the next one. They're
0: going with two keyboard players. Derek Derek Shrenian returns. I mean, this this is like off the charts for live interaction for our podcast wow <laughs> that's funny yeah this is this is definitely something huge man i um, man I, I i want i wonder how what the timeline is like have they already been working on music or were they waiting to get this out like what i mean what you're a little closer to the stuff than we are rich i mean you've actually worked as a writer you you get more stories than we do so i mean do you think that's a possibility that they've already been in the studio with him
2: possibly but i think there's, there's a danger with that in that if anyone sees them, then it's going to get, someone's going to take a photo with the phone and break the story before they have control over it. So probably not. But right. obviously they've got their own, um, you know, place, uh, rehearsal studio. So, and that's on Long Island, so not far from where Mike lives. So yeah, possible. But you would, they always run the risk then of not controlling the story if, if, if things leak out. So yeah, you, you would think probably not.
1: True. I, I hope they like video this whole, Process that would be awesome, man. You know, like yeah. they did for some of the the last Mangini albums. Like, I would love to just see inside the studio as in depth as we
0: can get. Yeah, you know? is it, doesn't that seem like a Portnoy thing to do? I mean, oh. do, doesn't this just set up for the ultimate Mike Portnoy? Hey, fans, I'm back! Massive production, like a oh, whole yeah. documentary, like professionally filmed. absolutely
2: and... eat it up. I mean, it would be huge. Yeah, we if you can't get hold of him, we should just book a cameo with him or something and see. <laughs>
0: Book like a hundred cameos. All right, yeah. all right, Mike. I got another question. God damn it! Stop paying for me. <laughs> just do that with him. Yeah, I this this is definitely going to be, like I said, I I I th- I could see that, Brian. I think I think that's I think that's a good bet. Like, cause this is just something that Mike does, and this sets sets up beautifully for him to just do some huge, overblown. You know, look, I'm back. Here's the new record. Here's all the planning for the tour and what goes into. You know. I mean, because they've done similar things before, but, you know. Uh, Well, there you go. Chris Aiken with another one. He says, not that it means anything, but I've been dealing with Portnoy lately, and he's been, quote-unquote, too busy for things the last couple weeks since he played at the Seattle Seahawks game. Rehearsing? Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, or writing, yeah. Yep.
2: I think there's also, you get a huge amount of business stuff that needs to get sorted out. Um, Yeah. Well, so he's probably been dragged into a lot of that. But um <laughs> I think he's away at the moment, isn't he? Money well, that's because he put something on Facebook about his uh his dog not being so good. And I think he was yeah. away for a couple of weeks, so yeah.
0: And if he was if they, if he was rehearsing somewhere or at the studio, I mean it's in New York, like you said, Richard they don't live too far away. It's not like he can't run back home.
2: I should think about it. Mike isn't it in Long Island, is he? It's John that's in Long Island. Mike's over um, um is he like uh, eastern pennsylvania or something yeah pennsylvania i I just couldn't think of the the stakes. i know the town is in but i don't want to sort of drop that (laughs) one um but yeah i think he's in pennsylvania isn't he so if he's away from home for two weeks i suppose that he might be in the city or, or long island so yeah
1: interesting if he's in PAs and if he's within driving distance of me, I should just jump on 90 and see if start <laughs> randomly driving around. <laughs> yeah. well, my,
0: my uncle lives in eastern Pennsylvania. I'll just I'll just have him keep an eye out for my Portnoy. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, Uncle Tom, keep an eye out for this guy. Here's what he looks like. Not that we're stalking him or anything. Um, yeah, I mean, this is – well, yeah, here, here's here, – back to the writing thing. Uh, MKK Lalista, he says, he needs to stop a bit, Rudis. No more Atari attack please. We need that nineties feeling again. Atari attack. I'm assuming like all like the, the, Uh you know, the dual solos and stuff like that. I, I don't know. I, I, I never had a problem with, with the stuff that was written after, you know, after Mike, I just, I just think it was a little more on a precision type of a level. I mean, I mean, I know like, I don't know. I don't know. There's, there's
1: plenty of that stuff on the Portnoy albums too. Don't kid yourself.
0: Well, no, I know. But it, I mean, you, you know what I'm talking about? It's like, yeah. you know, like I said earlier about the difference between the two drummers, it's like Portnoy just has a little bit more of a rock feel to him. And there's a little bit more of, you know, a little bit of space to breathe. I think there's not, it's not so robotic and, and, and whatnot. Yeah. Like, and I hate saying robotic cause it kind of sounds like I'm insulting Mangini, which I'm definitely not. But um, so w- w- out of this rich, I mean, what would you want to see? from a reunited dream theater like what 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 would your hopes be for a new record
2: metropolis part three that'd be good wouldn't it <laughs> uh, no i don't know i just think something that yeah has the the class of something like scenes from a memory or I mean, octavarium is probably a an arguable one because it's probably you know 80 percent of the stuff on that is great um but yeah i think just you just want a classic dream theater album that's just got yeah I, just less mechanical i suppose again that's the wrong word but um yeah yeah i mean the last two albums have been good but it you stand them up against something like scenes from memory and it's just not you know which one are you gonna listen to more realistically so i think i think it'll be interesting yeah i
0: i i wonder about the level of aggression in some of the stuff because i, I feel like you know with the energy that they're going to have like, are they going to be able to dial that back enough at times or is there going to be really kind of like an ebullient sound to it? I, I, that might not be the right word, but, you know, very even in the mellower moments, is it going to be kind of more in your face because of the energy created by this? And, and you know, the kind of, you know, oh, we're finally doing this again type of thing, you know, because I, I could tell you that. I don't know. I don't know if the I don't remember if the John Petrucci solo tour came over your way, Rich, but we saw it over here and they were on fire. I mean, it was the energy coming off of that stage was holy crap. It was, yeah. It was wow. So it'll be interesting to see if they can dial that sort of stuff back and really kind of, you know. I'm gonna say
1: a, a cross between Awake and Scenes from a Memory. That's yeah. what we're gonna get.
0: I could see that.
1: That yeah, because I think those are two that are just always, always, always brought up. Um, there's all this love for awake even though personally I'm not the biggest fan but oh. uh, I know that Portnoy loves that album too I believe
0: well and and you know an- another question that was posed up in the chat but interesting to get your guys thoughts like they you know kale and Chris Aiken were discussing you know the fact that maybe this is gonna be like just do one huge album a two- year tour and out break up sell the catalog enjoy the fruits of a successful career whatever i I, ju- I just don't see that happening. I mean, do you guys see that as something that's that's a possibility? I I don't, I I can't I can't imagine them coming back just for one. Well, you know. a,
1: lot, a lot of this depends on LeBrie, you know, and how yeah, they structure I, these these things. You know, I don't I don't think they, I don't think they have a ten year plan or anything. But I also don't think it's like oh, let's
2: make one album tour and be done. You know, that's not their plan either. It's it's the worst thing being a singer in a band because, you know, you can't control how quickly your voice deteriorates. Um, And that's, you know, it's not like playing guitar or playing bass. It's, you've got no real control over it. So they need to look after him because, you know, he is the voice of Dream Theater. And whether that's a voice of dropping keys in the writing or whatever, it's, yeah. They're obviously sticking with James, which is good for them. Um, He has been around for a long time now. Um, But, yeah, they need to look after him. So it's it's how they do that. Maybe even live, if they sort of change things around for him, because um, I think that's where it's noticeable that you know obviously he can't hit the hit the the high notes anymore, which you know most singers of, of that sort of age can't. Um, so it's it's I suppose it's what they pick to play live, and maybe if they drop it, you know, um, so that he can he can hit the hit the notes. I don't know, but they need to look after him, and that's yeah, you know, that's the key to it really.
0: I, I, I wonder if tracks are going to be continued because that's another thing people are talking about is, you know, the, Oh, the live harmonies will be back and stuff. But, you know, with James not hitting those high notes, I wonder if they're going to stick with tracks and spots to kind of sweeten it with some, you know, high melody, like way in the background kind of have like the, you know, if James is only able to do a certain level, like maybe sweeten it with that high part he used to do in the background. I wonder oh. if maybe that is a way to cover that a little bit. um yeah.
2: I don't know. Well, a lot of a lot of people are against it, but if you want to go and see Dream Theater and expect them to sound like you, you know, like you want them to sound, then that's probably the only way you're going to do it.
0: Yeah, Uh, how how would you feel about that, guys? Like, I mean, because obviously we know that you know they had some piped-in vocals on the last couple tours. They they were accused of that. Like, I. For me, I wouldn't really care, I think, because the level of musicianship is so high that it's not like when people are saying, oh, you know, Paul Stanley is, you know, using tracks and Kiss. It's like, well, it's Kiss, dude. Like, they're playing power chords, you know, <laughs> singing songs about fucking like it's yeah. with Dream Theater. You're getting so much else. I, I don't think it bothers me too much because we know that the level of musicality is there and it's just, you know, protecting James. And, you know, the, you know, to your point, Rich, like, you know, lo- project it, protecting his longevity so how would you feel if they did kind of sweeten things up with a little bit of tracks just to f- fill out the sound to protect James
2: well I think so long as he's not lip-syncing no one really cares because I'm, I'm sure they've been doing it on the last door with you know some harmony vocals in in the, in the mix um, yeah a lot of bands do that so um, yeah I can't say there's a problem with that really uh, but there'll be a lot of people would disagree with that it's not like you you know <laughs> It's not roger waters is it it's not that level of careful what i say i shouldn't i really <laughs> <laughs>
1: was, was roger waters nearby yeah
2: nice i hope not but you know there are bands that um certainly not roger waters but other bands who may lip sync to a, a degree um on the live stuff so yeah um, there's a difference between completely miming your lead vocal and just having a little bit of harmony vocals behind, but with Mike, Mike would they need that? You know? So. Yeah.
1: I I don't think Portnoy would be down with, with too much of that. Personally, I don't care, but I, I I don't know, just knowing his personality and the way he kind of is about live performance, I I think yeah. they're probably going to do everything to possibly avoid doing yeah. a, a lot of piped-in um, vocals. That's just my
2: yeah, they'll probably if they can if, if they can do it without, I'm sure they will. Um, but um, if they need it, then you know that that will probably mean just playing to a, a click trackers and uh, yeah, that, that hopefully they'll avoid it. But um, yeah, um, be interesting to see what's happening on Twitter really about all this. But
0: yeah, I, my phone's blown up, so
2: mine is as well. Um, uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I must I must have grabbed this right. Right as it happens, so. <laughs> yeah, man, so, this yeah. is. I I have to, admit like you know, overall, like I'm I'm excited about this. It's like I, I I do I do feel bad for Mangini. You don't want to see somebody lose their job, um, mm-hmm. but you know again like you know. You know, Brian, you said it. Like this, this kind of will rejuvenate the band and bring a new energy to it and stuff like that. And, um, you know, and and like Mike, man, like Mike. Portnoy mentioned in his portion of the press release he said you know it'd be cool to get a you know a new generation of fans to see this lineup uh there were there were already um there were already a few people in the comments that said you know they discovered dream theater with a dramatic turn of events so for them this is like you know in in a way this is this is kind of like for me it's it's like for those those fans it's kind of like my experience with Van Halen you know like I I've I've always my whole life been a huge Van Halen fan, but I didn't get to see him live until Sammy was in the band. So then when Dave came back, it was like oh, I f- I finally got to see that, you know the the that original, you know lineup minus Michael Anthony obviously, but so um, cool. man it's. Yeah, I, I, I it'll be interesting to see the, see them kind of like with that new energy and like you said, Rich. I, I think and I think a lot of fans are into this because, admittedly, like I love the band, but this that this was a huge sticking point with me is the kind of they 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 kept up with everything really well, but yeah, the fan interaction stuff that Portnoy did was I think that was a big portion of the of the band's success and not having that was I think the only thing that was a huge you know stuck out like a sore thumb kind of thing for me.
2: The rotating set list as well, even if it's just a little bit, because you get a lot of fans that will go and follow the band around, you know, for four or five nights. So, you know, yeah, that's kind of appreciated and given the nod by mixing things up a bit. Yeah. uh,
0: yeah. Well, I mean, I I had that experience on the systematic cast where I saw them on a Friday night and a Saturday night back to back. And, you know, I was in Columbus on Friday and Cleveland on Saturday. And of the two set lists, there was only two common songs. So I basically had, you know, five hours or whatever the hell it was with, you know, of Dream Theater with and only hearing two songs twice. It was incredible.
1: Yeah. Well, I always kind of think things sort of happen for a reason, and I know John thinks I'm going to say something stupid here, but I'm actually being serious. <laughs> nice. So, 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 if you really look at this from the outside, um, a guy like Mangini, who's been in a lot of great bands, he was an Extreme, he was an Annihilator, now he's been in Dream Theater. Portnoy was kind of doing the Mangini role all these years. He wasn't in Dream Theater. He's playing in, like, five different bands. You know, he was in Bench Sevenfold for a while. Also, he filled in for Twisted Sister. And if you really look at it, that should be kind of more the role that Mangini does. And Portnoy is always sort of meant to be in Dream Theater. So it just kind of works yeah. out the way it's supposed to. I just, the universe is weird that way, you know? Things, I think, just sort of, if you really step back and look at it, like, yeah, this is kind of what these two guys are, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, I yeah. It it feel it feels like. God, I, I I hate to use this because like I I feel like in praising this like I, I'm like, downplaying Mangini's, you know, influence and and the material that he put out and, and I I hate doing that but this kind of this does feel like coming home in a way. I mean I hate to it's such such a cheesy cliche but, you know you you said it Rich right right when you jumped on you like to you Dream Theater feels like Mike Portnoy should be in the band. Yeah. you know it never quite felt right and this the, I, I i guess i kind of agree
2: but that's you know it's that's because of the fact that i've been following following them since 89 so it kind of he's always it was always there so when he when he left it was a bit of a shock so if you're a newer fan that's come in the last 10 or 15 years then if mike left after one album it doesn't mean anything to you does it really so yeah um, but, yeah uh, yeah it'd be interesting to see how it works out so wow uh, Okay, well, I'm going to head off because my phone's blowing up here. So, there you okay. go. Yeah, you,
0: got some, you can you <laughs> can't got, imagine why. <laughs> yeah, you you got to get to work on that third edition of Lifting Shadows. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> I I'll go to, to that by the morning. It'll be fine. But, yeah, all good. <laughs> nice good to see you. Thanks, for. Yeah. All right.
0: Thanks again, Rich, man. Great all to well, see you on. again. Thanks. Cheers. See
1: you. We oh, forgot oh, to tell him. Make, make sure he mentions his, how he talked about it on Talking
0: Into Infinity Yeah. when he does the book oh my god so i I
1: have a very serious question for chris aiken now if the winery dogs are done does this mean richie cotson's back in poison (laughs) i know I'm serious oh the dominoes are falling the dominoes (laughs) are falling i mean cc deville's gotta be like probably taking a dump in his pants right
0: now i know well, let's get let's get some comments in here because I was trying to give Rich his time, which was awesome. But many, many thanks to Rich Wilson for jumping on on the fly. Uh, for those of you guys who are not familiar with Rich, he's been on our show a couple of times. I uh, did a great album deep dive into Octavarium with him. Uh, we had him on to talk about uh, his officially authorized Dream Theater biography called Lifting Shadows. If you guys are not familiar with that or have not read it, don't own a copy. You can get it pretty much anywhere you can think of. I know it's on Amazon. Go pick that up. It is a fantastic read. So uh, many thanks to Rich for jumping on on the fly. Um, so, yeah, this is, uh, man, look at this. I, I can't believe this is happening. You know, Darkman24, we were talking about the vocals. He says, get some lady background singers to sing the high parts behind James singing it lower. Uh are you advocating for the permanent hire of Teresa Thompson to dream theater? <laughs> there um, Zach Smith also will be interesting to see how Portnoy will hash out Mangini's drum parts or what songs they even choose to play live from this era. I, I kind of wondered about that, too, because Mangini does some kooky shit, man. And as as fast as Portnoy is, I mean, Mangini's got the fastest hands in the world. Well, so that, remember that's be... on,
1: on, on View from the Top of the World, he said he purposely like change these parts around and played a bunch of stuff like different and backwards so it would be really difficult for yeah. all the drummers to play right. <laughs> exactly <I mean>. right.
0: <laughs> um, yeah this is man oh man yeah Zach, Zach said uh, Portnoy has said he isn't as technical as Mangini and doesn't play drums like that Who man uh, <laughs> Bo Van Bibber when I was talking about that I, I must have got it right right off the rip he says I think you beat Blabbermouth <laughs> Who who, who knows?
1: Who knows? So I wonder when. When do you think this was first talked about? Like the day the last tour is over, do they wait a week and they all get on a conference call minus Mangini and, Uh, and probably minus probably minus Portnoy originally. You know, I'm just curious. You know, I'm like, I would love to get like just the true story, just verbatim. Like, how did this go down? I'm just interested. You know. Well, for me,
0: I again, Mike Mangini did not look like himself to me when I saw him in Kentucky on July 9th on the Dream Sonic tour. And so I'm wonder again, I, I wonder if this was talked about before. And then, you know, they said, let's just get through this tour. I mean, I don't know how that would work, but I mean, I would assume it's like, hey, you know, collect your paycheck, let's go. Um, man, oh, man. I, I don't know. And I don't care about
1: it from, like, a TMZ drama standpoint. I'm just no, seriously for sure, interested. For sure. You know what I mean? Like, oh, my God, this dude said this. And he, you know what I mean? Because these guys are all adults at this point, I think. And it's, you know, you're not talking about, um, I don't know, a band that's selling 12 million albums, you know, a year and, and filling 50,000 seaters, you know?
0: Yep we we got an angry face emoji from Abraham Rangel. either he doesn't like the content or he doesn't want Mike Portnoy back in the band <laughs> if you don't like the content we apologize that's all we got we got faces for radio um yeah dude I, god that's such a good question like i said we're never we're never going to get the total truth but um <laughs> Doug McCauley. so it's, it's like it's like the end of uh, the movie fanboys what if the movie sucks? Uh, he says. Question. What if the new album with Portnoy sucks? LOL. Shocker. I know, but possible. Um. Okay. I, I'm. I'm going to go out on a limb here. I don't know if this is so, such a long limb or or a flimsy limb. I really like the last two records, especially uh, Distance Over Time. So I think that the i i think that the writing relationship between petrucci and rudis has gotten to a point now where you know and and the astonishing as well i should say i love the astonishing i'm a huge fan of that record um i think that their writing relationship has gotten to a point where it's so strong that when you do do it just do what they're doing the last couple records but then you throw portnoy into the mix as a third writer i don't see how that can be anything but kick ass i mean what do you think brian
1: yeah, suck is a really strong word it's going to be interesting because there are going to be people and this is no matter what your favorite band is there's going to be people that this could be the greatest thing that anyone's ever heard and you could get fifteen thousand people going this is terrible bring back mangini you know what i mean because <laughs> right. people are driven so often by their own emotions and what they think something should sound like and and what you know what i mean and uh oh, interesting comment from aiken there it's not going to suck if anything. Portnoy upgraded his game with Sons of Apollo. Yeah, you know what? I I agree with that. I also think that yeah. last <clears throat> Petrucci album, and we've we've given it a pretty decent run. But man, that that is one of the greatest melodic guitar rock. Just I mean, there was nothing lost in it. Seeing it live or hearing it. Um, through your headphones like it was just a great experience and that's very very hard to do and I think Mike Portnoy is 35 to 40 percent to not not to blame but to 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 get the credit for that you know what I mean that like you said that sure. chemistry that there's sort of an, a, an urgency and an immediacy of of the riffs bouncing off the guitar when Portnoy's playing the drums with them and maybe some of that was lost initially i thought they started to bring that back on the last two albums which you make a great point we keep going back to distance over time kind of brought that feel back you know yeah and uh yeah i
0: don't i mean to say it's gonna suck i just that's pretty (laughs) that's i don't know wow (laughs) hybrid eight two five three calling me out he says now you're talking nonsense about the astonishing no one should publicly admit to liking that album (laughs) nice um yeah, sorry man. I I love it, man. Take take my fan credit if you want. <laughs> but uh yeah, Cam McLeish and Hybrid has just been booted from the chat. <laughs> nice. Um yeah, dude, I I completely agree with you. Um I completely agree with you. The 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 chemistry and the power of that show. I mean, we both talked about it that night. We were like, "Wow, dude." Um it was definitely easy to see It was definitely on display. It was like, like like I said earlier, that was when I finally got it, quote unquote. I was like, okay, I understand the difference between Portnoy and and, and Mangini now. And um, it it was just, man, oh man. Uh, Fish, he says, I've been out of the loop. What actually happened with Mangini? Did he step aside or was he fired? Uh, They're not saying, but... um, in the, if you if you go on the Dream Theater website, the official press release is there, and Mangini does say, "I understand the band's decision to get Mike Portnoy back in the band." So it sounds like they replaced Mangini with Port with Portnoy. So, um, yeah. So, god damn, dude, this is this is crazy. Uh, Kale McLeish wants to know. He says, "Do you think he'll have the Siamese Monster kit again live?" That's an interesting question, Kale, because I I, I think. He first of all, he downsizes for the other bands because he doesn't need all that stuff. Um, but I also think that he downsized on a few of it because he was kind of the front man. So you had to see him more. Whereas with the Siamese monster, like he does his frontman thing because he's portnoy, but you know, he was a you know, one part of the whole. So that'll be interesting to see what he you know. <laughs> hybrid being banned from the chat is a show joke, so that's you're good. You're good. Um, you, you the only the only way to get banned from the chat truly on this show is to say that you love repentance. Uh, <laughs> and even then, that's a question. Um, yeah, I, I that will be interesting to see Brian if he's going to bring back that huge Siamese monster or if he's going to go with the hey look at me like tone it down so he can interact a little with the fans more type of kit.
1: Yeah, I'll say who cares. I just want to see Mike Fantini up there. Uh, <laughs> Mike <laughs> Portnoy, you mean? <laughs> Oh yeah, Mike Portnoy, sorry. <laughs> the two mics. But Brian but, is officially against this move. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I Akin add another great comment. I guess Chance Labrie officially never gets the Wolfie VH treatment. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I, I I doubt they ever seriously looked at him. I mean that would if if there was no Portnoy then or he flat out refused, then that would that would probably be pretty cool, and interesting to see him do something like that. But uh
0: Yeah, for sure uh philip z he says this is basically a repeat of rudis replacing Sharonian. funny how history repeats i i had that i had that thought too i was like this is kind of similar to that so i'd
1: say no because Sharonian was never a founding member or anything this is way different than
0: that well i'll give you different but i'm not going to say way different this was hey you know the band you know we want to upgrade so here we go so uh from that standpoint yes but uh, man a lot, a lot of people are championing the 12 step suite in the in the chat everyone wants to hear that do you think you could do the the 12 step suite and just uh like have like a record skip sound effect go through the <laughs> arena when repentance comes up and just bump to the next song like oh make it all funny but not actually have to have repentance in there? I,
1: I don't think we're going to get that i think that's too self-indulgent on his part and i don't think he wants to come in here and just blast that all through everyone you know I think he wants to be more collaborative than that
0: yeah I I, you know all joking about repentance aside and whatnot in the 12 step suite I you know what I could see happening I I think on at least on the first tour or the first the first run I don't think they'll do it but I think that the that Portnoy being back in the band totally brings that into play like if they were to do like an evening with type of a situation where like the first set is you know regular set and then the second set of the show is just the 12-step suite i i could see them doing something like that because portnoy never got to do it and you know they they've they've tried to do all that crazy fan stuff like you know doing records in their entirety and whatnot so now that Portnoy's back why not do the 12-step suite i mean i i we could tell from the chat that i think a lot of you know a lot of people would be into that idea so uh littleford jc i have the same question he says will the cookie monster vocals come back yeah that's you know i wonder about that first of all because that was getting to be a bigger part of the sound on the last couple of records with portnoy um but it's interesting because i think i think portnoy's done a lot more singing on his more on his recent stuff so it's like he's a, he's a stronger vocalist so are they going to employ that more I, I, I'm going to be fascinated to see how how they use him in the writing. That that to me is the biggest question. The the thing I'm most interested to see.
1: Well, I'd I'd love to know like what's if you if you put the truth serum to Mike Portnoy, okay, and let's forget the early albums. Like, what does he what are his honest, one hundred percent true thoughts on the last two records? Like, what does he think? Does he think yeah this 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 sounds like Dream Theater should sound in in 20, you know, 23 or when, when the album was out 2020, 2021, whatever when they came out. Does he and what is his vision of now like this to me is what Dream Theater should needs to sound like. I it you know, you can never get inside someone's brain, but I'd be fascinated to know what he thinks they should sound like. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Um yeah, like I I again, great Great point I mean is he sitting down going I like this I don't like this I enjoy this you know I mean it doesn't sound too different from what they were doing with him but still he you know he might say hey I liked where you guys did this I I liked where you did this like right you know again the the writing relationship between you know John Petrucci and Jordan Rudis has definitely progressed so where is that going from here you know how where does Portnoy fit in I just I just think it can be nothing but good good news man because if you're going to take material like distance over time uh you know view from the top of the world and i'm sorry guys but the astonishing and you're going to throw mike portnoy in there uh, into that mix as a third writer i don't see how that can be anything but good yeah i
1: mean i think you keep bringing it up too that i think the vocals are going to be the thing that takes the most um I don't want to say reshaping, but um, maybe just the way they think about vocals in general, and how to how do him and James, you know, work together, and
0: and uh how does that how does that process all play out, you know? Right. Okay. Aiken, is this a show or a show meeting where you're discussing the next thirty episodes worth of show topics?
1: I know we probably should have cut this at five minutes.
0: I know. I was thinking like, it, but then we got a bunch of people tuned in, so I was like, yeah, let's get people's thoughts. And then I saw Rich, I was like, let's get him on. So, um but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll cut it off here. But, um, God damn. Yeah. Uh, thanks to all you guys in the chat. If you haven't tuned in before, this is, this is what we do. We bullshit live and we bring your comments up on the screen so that you can take part in the show and have your voice heard. So appreciate you guys all tuning in, uh, man, crazy, crazy, crazy. So Mike Portnoy is officially back in dream theater. This is going to, uh, you know, be a lot of speculation going over the next few months. I wonder if they're going to you know, leak out little teasers and, Things like that, and um, you know, I, I, I kind of think uh, Kale, don't ask that question. I, I already have to come up with a great excuse, Kale. So don't ask. Um, yeah, I. Th- this is like the nerd in me, and I'm sorry to reference Star Wars, but back when they did the prequels, like when the internet was in its infancy, and like they they would do little video log episodes while the, they were making the movie. So like, and they're, they're on the bonus features of the DVD releases of episodes one, two, and three, but it was pretty cool. Cause like every few weeks you'd get like this little, like three, four, five minute long little thing of, you know, behind the scenes of, you know, Hey, here's, here's the lightsabers we're making and shit like that. Like um, it'd be cool if they kind of did that with this, you know, some, you know, studio logs or something, just have it, they'll you know, do it in little pieces as as they go i, I think that'd be cool I, I like your idea of a documentary brian i i think 100 that's going to happen um so i i think it'd be cool if they did it along along the way so i definitely definitely that's that would be my my choice so um but yeah guys, thanks for tuning in Brian, Thanks for jumping on. I know you're you're so busy and you're semi-retirement over there, but uh, <laughs> but um yeah we uh, for those of you guys who are not familiar with the show very much, uh, we actually go live every other Thursday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time um, So we' are, our next show is going to be next uh, next Thursday. And the date on that is going to be November 2nd. So if you want to tune into the show again, uh, we do do off Dream Theater shows. So we, we talk about other musical stuff besides Dream Theater. Um, actually, next Thursday is a show I'm very excited for. Uh, we're going to have legendary guitar writer Stephen Rosen on the show to do an interview about a fantastic Eddie Van Halen book he's written called Tone Chaser. So that'll be uh, next Thursday night, November 2nd at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, we do have an Instagram page, Facebook page, all that good stuff. If you're watching on YouTube, please click the like button click the subscribe button smash the notification bell all those fun social media things you're supposed to do um yeah so thanks again guys for tuning in i know it's a weird hour brian thanks for jumping on and uh yeah wow i, I guess it's I, I guess the end of the show that I, my, my closing statement now is uh, more apropos than ever so uh we'll see you next time guys and uh, in, enjoy a great day of dream theater news and speculation as always carpe diem